Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and we are wrapping up our final episode with Jenny McGee. She's the founder of the Starfish Project, and they do the most beautiful jewelry, and the women that they employ are women and girls who are coming out of trafficking and exploitation, and they give them freedom, independence, and help them develop careers. It's really awesome thing that they're doing there. And the reason we have her on is because I feel like there is a lot that dovetails with what she's doing with what our verse is for this month, which is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So good. So good. Welcome back, Jenny. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I just love that it's like morning there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's like 8:50 p.m. here, but what time is it there? Uh 9:50 in the morning. Oh my gosh. So I'm getting ready to go to bed and you're like just like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed I, over there. I'm already in your tomorrow. <laughs> I'm Oh, yeah, that's right. You're like you're in the, in the future. <laughs> yeah. So Coming at us directly from the future, it's Jenny McGee. <laughs> uh, well, I love that we're talking about, we've been talking about this verse the last two episodes. And in this last episode, I really want to talk about like, how does how does this look for our day to day? Like I look at what you've done with Starfish Project and it's kind of like this big, amazing, awesome thing. Um, and it didn't happen overnight. It happened, you know, through small little daily, you know, conversations. You said, uh, I think it was in our first episode about how you just started going with a friend to speak to women who were working in brothels and be a translator. And now here you are. How many years later? Um, we're having our 15th anniversary this year. Whoa, congratulations. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So 15 years of just like putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And it may sound like this... I mean, and it is, it's amazing to just see where you've come in those years, but tell us what does that day-to-day -day look like? How do we daily walk by the spirit so that when we look back from 15 years from now on our own lives, we can say, God did this amazing thing. And I'm so, I'm so excited about how he has moved in my life, but it, it, it doesn't happen overnight, right? Right. Yeah. I often say like we take one little step of faith. Uh, and then look to see how it went, readjust and take another step <laughs> of faith, you know. Um, but, uh -huh. uh, but I think our journey at Starfish Project has just been one little step of faith after another. 15 years of <laughs> little steps of faith and, and here we are. Um, but I think for me, a big part of just just the daily journey is really filling your mind with truth. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it talks about uh, taking every thought captive. And that's something I've really been working on is just trying to to take every thought captive. Um, and I think that means you have to be filling your mind with, with truth. And so those lies, identifying those areas where we still have lies that we believe, yeah, areas of weakness where we're just keep going back to our old habits, but then speaking out the truth in those areas and, and kind of um, operating in the opposite spirit, you know, but sp sp speaking out those truths in our life. 
Have you ever gotten to a place where you just felt stuck? Like, what do you do when you get, when you feel stuck? How do you get out of that? Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned in the podcast before a big breakthrough happened for me on just, you know, um, God really called me to, to pray out, Lord, Jesus, this is yours. Do with it what you will. And for me, that was a mm. huge breakthrough. But I think it was not just speaking it out once, but speaking it out over and over and over again. Um, I have to mm-hmm. work in a bilingual situation where I'm in. And I joke, I'd say it in English, say it in Mandarin <laughs> multiple times a day. <laughs> and everybody knew, like, every time I prayed, like, that was going to be there because it was something that I was really wrestling with. And so I think, you know, not just uh, hearing something one, sometimes we hear a great message, we maybe take a note, and then that's it. But I think rehearsing it in your head and speaking it out and, um, and sharing it with your friends, I think, talking with the people around you about what you're struggling with, but then speaking that truth out and, um, and, and encouraging them with that truth as well, I think is, is really important. Yeah, I do think that that's like when somebody shares something with you, doesn't it feel like you're kind of holding something um, like a vulnerable piece of them? Right. And like you want so much to like hold it tenderly and to care for them in that situation. And um, I think sometimes it's we know that when we're giving that that vulnerable little space to somebody to pray for us that that's like are they going to are they going to hold it right are they going to you know are they going to carry it well are they going to or are they going to judge me or whatever and um yeah i just think that's a really important practice for us to engage in that we're not lone ranger christians you know just doing our own thing. Like we need one another and we need to be giving each other these little vulnerable pieces of ourselves in the moment. Not like, Oh, well, I was really struggling through this, but now I finally got over right. it. Thanks God. Right. Like, Sharing what, in, what? The, in the messy middle. <laughs> I didn't know. You got to let me know what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also good to know, like, I think sometimes we look at certain people and we're like, Oh, I bet she never, struggles with that but like the idea that you you're repetitively daily saying i'm giving this to the lord i'm still giving this to the lord right i gave it to him yesterday i gotta give it back again today because i took it back up this morning when i woke up right right you know yeah my friends are probably Uh, like wow she's still talking about that (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah, sometimes I think people, I I think we think, we look at other people and we think they're way more spiritual than they really are because, you know, I'm the only one who's really struggling over here. Nope, it's it's all of us. We're all that way. Uh, Yeah, one of the things uh, the Apostle Paul said about himself was about how, uh, something about how he's the greatest of all sinners. And I was like, oh, that's what we all, I need to, that needs to be our next 12 verse, I think, (laughs) is that verse from Paul talking about that, you know, this is the truth. I'll tell you, it's, it's that of all the sinners, I'm the bet I'm the biggest one. And I'm like, <laughs> we should all think about ourselves that way, but also know that like everybody's struggling and it's okay to struggle together. Right. Um, so here's a question for you. Our verse tells us that we have, you know, the power of the Holy spirit. How do we access that power when we're feeling weak or, Um, How do we access his love when we're feeling loveless or unlovable? Or how do we access his self-discipline when we're feeling tempted? So maybe we'll take that in three segments. Like how do we access God's power when we're feeling weak? 
or how do you, how would you tell somebody who's like really struggling and like, I can't in a situation where they're like, I can't do anything about this. I'm totally powerless. Right. Right. And I mean, honestly, coming from what you're like, your work life, I feel like you're dealing with a lot of women who are very powerless right. to change anything in their lives. So how do you allow them or help them see that there is power for them? Yeah. Well, I think that's where like the power and love go together in some ways, because when you know who you are in Jesus and that you're really loved, I think there's power in that and freedom in that. So I think when people are, um, feeling or when I'm feeling very powerless and weak, I think also just really dwelling on who I am in Christ and, um, and that I'm loved, Mm -hmm. I'm his child. Um, I think that is, is hugely helpful. I've also found that actually, though, in the reverse of it all, um, that sometimes the biggest challenges are when things are going smoothly, you know, when we feel completely Mm. powerless, and out of control, it's, it's really easy to cry out to God and and to surrender our control. Um, But when things are going really well, or you have enough money in the bank account, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. those times, it's really easy to depend on our own strength, our own, um, our own talents, our own wisdom. Mm. And, and I think sometimes for me, I found we've had seasons where we thought, okay, how are we going to pay payroll? And it's real easy to be dependent on Jesus at that time. But in the times where things are going really smoothly, you can start to really depend on your own your own ideas. And so I think those times are also when we really need to see, okay, how can I be surrendered even when everything's going great? (laughs) You know? Yeah, that hits home because I feel like it's funny with COVID and all of the struggles that we've had. Like in some ways I thought, I think I would have thought that my relationship with God would have been somehow embittered or um, I would have been angry or frustrated with him. And not that there weren't times that I was frustrated or angry, but um, but I felt this deeper closeness probably because I was constantly in need. Whereas you're right, when things are going pretty good, it, it's easy to just kind of skate by and not really think about, Lord, I need you. Yeah. But I, but I do need you. I need you just as I probably need you more. Yeah. When things are going good, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, we at the beginning of COVID are because we actually felt COVID a little bit earlier. It hit first in Asia. Yeah. And so we were dealing with it for several months before um, even it kind of started to impact the states. And um, we were really stressed about, uh, you know, because we, we couldn't even get everybody back to the um, workshop. And, and then when they find, oh, wow. when they finally got back and we started to see the light at the end of the tunnel, a lot of our customers and our supporters, they all started to have issues and then they started pulling orders and, and um, all oh, of no. a sudden we were real nervous, you know, are we going to be able to make payroll? And, and um, my mentor, I meet with regularly, you know, I was uh, chatting with him and just, you know, realize that we, we need God to come through. There's, especially global pandemic, there's nothing you can do co- to control the situation. I mean, you immediately realize yeah. how powerless you are. I can't make the borders, mm. I can't do anything. And so dependent on him. And, um, and then interestingly, by May, things really turned around for us. And we ended up having our best year of sales ever. 
And it was really, I mean, even now we're like, that was by God, we don't really understand what happened um, because it was just amazing. (laughs) And, um, and I remember after, cause you know, for us, the end of the year is when you really see, did, did we have a successful year or not with Christmas season? And in January, I went back to meet with my mentor and I, he was like, how's it going? I was like, yeah, it went so well. We did amazing in sales and everything's going so smooth. And he said, well, now's where the real test begins. Are you really able to trust in God now in the same way you did in in March? And I thought, oh, that's so true. Do I have that same level of, God, I need you to do this. I need you to work through me. I, I can't do this without you. I don't think I had that same level of, of knowledge mm-hmm. of my need of him in January that I did in in the very height of COVID, you know, so. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) He cut you right deep. He got you good with that question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to know the final part of that question. How do we access the spirit um, when we need self-discipline, when we're tempted? Is there something that we can do like we've been talking about sort of ordinary ways that we're kind of putting one foot in front of the other? Do you have something that you do when you feel tempted by, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be to sort of move towards self-discipline? Yeah, well, I do think um, that sort of support and encouragement, accountability from other people who are, are um, sometimes people wrestling with the same things, but I also feel having those mentors in your life who are further along than you, mm. you know, sometimes you can have, um, you can have in support partners who are in the same place as you. And when one of you falls, the other's like, yeah, okay, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just both, <laughs> you know, you don't really encourage each other in the same way, but having the people who have, are looking for people in your life who are already doing well in the areas you're struggling or the areas you need help in and really seeking them out. And I think for me realizing I needed mentors in different areas of my life Um, You know, sometimes we're looking for that one mentor who can be knowledgeable about all things. And I realized I need somebody who can mentor me in parenting. I need somebody who can mentor me in business. I have a different person who mentors me spiritually. And of course, all those other people are Christians and they have you know, they have their Christian influence, but their expertise is parenting. And so that's what I can really learn from them or their expertise is business. But then knowing that not one one person doesn't need to provide all of that for you. Go and find the the people who are really experts in their areas and learn all you can from them, I think is really helpful. And so for me, I've just found the areas where I see this is something I need to grow in intentionally seeking out not only somebody who to hold me accountable, who's in a similar place in life to me, but somebody who's, who's really, you know, walked further in that than me and has a deeper wisdom and deeper knowledge. And that I think is really important. And then being willing to be open and vulnerable and, and share, share where I'm weak, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's the hard part right there is, is that vulnerability again with just like, am I going to trust you with my, with my heart right. thing or my hurt here? And I will say um, one advice I have about, you know, cause I have a lot of friends say to me, Oh, I want to have a mentor, but hard to find one or whatever. And I always say, I have so many mentors in my mm-hmm. life, but I've never actually asked them, will you mentor me? I think it puts a lot of pressure on people. And most people feel like, I don't know how to mentor you. But if I say, hey, 
I'd love to have coffee with you and talk to you about this. Do you have time to meet for coffee? They'll almost always say yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then afterwards, you know, you just keep asking, hey, I would love to talk with you again. And would you be willing to meet occasionally and talk about this? I've never had anybody say no. But I found mm. if you ask people like, will you mentor me in this? I feel like they usually are like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even myself. This is very <laughs> sneaky. I like this. So, this is very I've just sneaky. found that so many times. Uh, like, I have so many friends who are like, I really want to mentor in this, but they are struggling to find it. <laughs> so that's my advice. I feel like you're going to have like your friends who are mentoring you are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to be like, Jenny, wait a second. Have I been mentoring you the last five years? Wait, you didn't I wait. Think they slowly figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that sneaky mentorship. That's really cool. Okay, so if you have, this is our last little bit here of time. If you have any other things that you would love to just tell our listeners, anything God has laid on your heart about this verse or just anything you want to put out there um, for people to hear, we'd love to just hear your heart. Yeah, I just think, um, like I mentioned in in our first podcast, I think for me, when I really sat, sat with this verse for a while, what stuck out to me the most was just, um, just timid, um, being timid. And then the opposites of that, that he gave us was power, love and self-discipline. And I think I hadn't thought of power, Mm -hmm. love and self-discipline is the opposite of being timid before. And that's something I've just been pondering, Mm -hmm. you know, since um, I was given this verse uh, from you and just really thinking about that. And what does that mean in my life and how to, how to really think about, um, you know, stepping out without fear, but power, love and self-discipline. And and what does that look like? And um, I think just trying to think of how those are opposite from each other has been really encouraging to me. So, so I just want to encourage everybody also to to sit with that and and just really think through what that looks like and how is self-discipline the opposite of being timid? You know, Um, I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of things to be gleaned from that. Yeah, I'm excited. In fact, I, I haven't started writing on this first yet. And I, I'm definitely <laughs> going to write about that because I feel like there's a lot to be kind of a lot of depth there to be mined. And I love that you brought that up too. that. I, that kind of blew my mind when you said that. I was like, oh, I never <laughs> thought about it that way. How is that? The, how is that the opposite? Like you said, boldness or timid, timidity and power, they make a little bit more sense. But timidity and love, timidity and self-discipline, right? Huh? How are those opposite? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Awesome. Well, Jenny, it has been just such a joy getting to talk talk with you and just hear about what you're doing. And even though you know so so much of it is very normal to you, it still (laughs) seems very bold to many of us. And uh, we are just are excited that you were willing to day by day, walk in faith and in boldness um, in the power of the Holy Spirit and 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 in love and in self-discipline to do the things that, that God has laid on your heart to do with Starfish Project. Because I do think so much of it looks like boldness. It looks like God's power. It looks like what his love looks like. It looks like self-discipline, the discipline of like going right. to work every day, like normal things. Um, but, but the, the product of it is just so beautiful. And the products, the actual products that you 
that you all produce um, are also beautiful. But I know that the people who have been impacted by Starfish Project are, are far more beautiful than those products themselves. And so uh, we just applaud what you're doing. And we're so thankful and grateful that we got to chat with you today. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.